0: It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to thank God for our children. You know, when they come here, stand, and they share this memory verses, some of you all just look. Next time, what I'll start doing is I'll start calling you all to come share. And I'll see if you will not freeze I like some of them. <laughs> but we thank God for them uh, as we give them the chance to stand and to share. And to do those things, it's building up a certain confidence in them. It's building up a certain uh, uh, a grace and awareness in them. They can stand in any place and represent themselves and speak for God. Amen. Amen. So we want to thank God for that. Uh, and they are outstanding, even in the academics. You know, Julia uh, got an award in school for, uh, I don't remember the exact thing. I heard it yesterday, but she got an award in school in recognition. Uh, praise God. And, uh, so, as we pray now, hear me. How many of you believe that God has actually met you a wonder? Yeah, thank you, a few of you. I don't know what you expect of yourself, you are not ordinary. That's not what I'm preaching about today. Of course, you know, we're going to talk about prayers. Like I said, we don't want to pray. Don't come here during this time when we're fasting and (laughs) praying. So we're going to talk about prayers. But I, more and more, I want you to realize that you are not ordinary. You're not saved by an ordinary God. Your father is not ordinary. I don't know who your biological father is. That's biology but when you come into Christ there's a certain life that is called Zoe it enters into you so now you start living zoe hallelujah the life that is uncreated the life that cannot be destroyed the life that is self-sustainant so you're not ordinary tell your neighbor I am not ordinary I am called by God I am loved by God. God. Hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. You're going to share some things with us here in a few minutes, then we will go ahead and pray. Of course, you know we're going to pray, right? We're going to pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. You are faithful. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse number 19. That's not what I'm preaching about. I just want to show you something. It says, then out of them, and that's talking about you and I, out of them shall proceed. Please, if that if that road is not filled, I know the, the praise team. Okay, is this individuals? Thank you. No, you're good. I'm not, I'm not sending you away. Uh, you can just ensure that other people feel it okay they, they will sit here for me yeah. they have seats many seats uh, just so that people are not without seats see, see what it says here it says then out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those who make merry I will multiply them and they shall not diminish I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. You know who who God is talking about there? He's talking about you. I say He is talking about you. Hallelujah. The voice of those who make merry. Thanksgiving and the voice of those who make merry. So it says He will multiply us and we will not diminish and it will also glorify us, and we shall not be small. That word small in the Amplified it says that it shall not be insignificant. You are not permitted to be ignored, to be overlooked. When they say something is insignificant, it means that it is not big enough to make a difference. It's in the Bible. If you look at the Amplified Version, it says, and they shall not be insignificant. Hallelujah. Okay. As if that is not enough, let's go verse 20. I want to do this before I start preaching and hopefully I have time to finish what I have to share. It says, Their children also shall be as before and their congregation shall be established before me and I will punish all who oppress them. Okay. Let's look at it again a little further. Verse 21. Their nobles shall be from among them. Okay. Their nobles, their governors, another version says, their rulers shall be from among them and their governors shall come from their midst. Do you look at yourself like nobility? You know, sometimes when they say, they say they are nobles, you're like, okay, maybe, let me begin to look where they... It's talking about you. Their nobles shall be from among them, and their governor shall come from their midst. So, question to you, do you see yourself as one whom God, who God has elevated? Or you see yourself as ordinary? Do you see yourself as one who can stand in contention for anything and stand out? Or you see yourself as one who is barely making it? You know, sometimes it's like when people get saved, they come into Christ. Some people, not all, they lose themselves. And, and it's good. Unless a grain of wheat falls down and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, it doesn't remain dead. It's forth and it grow and it multiplies hallelujah so God wants you to die to yourself so that he can make you <laughs> he wants to make you a noble so when I sit here I look and I see these children I see governors I see congressmen I see congresswomen I see presidents okay now a few of you will believe <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Was President Biden born with two horns? Was President Trump born with two horns? Was Obama born with a silver spoon? No. They come from families like yours. They have parents like yours. Some of them come from dysfunctional homes. Like the one you came from. Some of them are not liked. Even by some of you. It didn't change nothing. Are you hearing me, somebody? So don't worry about who likes me, they don't like me, and this and that. You have to aspire to great things. I say you have to do what you have to aspire to great things. The word pastor, I'm an immigrant. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know. Do you know who is the associate or the vice secretary of the treasury of the United States of America? The one who controls the financial policies. As a young he was i think 38 he was 38 year old guy his name some of the people who walk with him may not be able to pronounce it i think it's a day or more or something like that he's Niger- a, a nigerian hallelujah i said hallelujah, hallelujah. congresswomen in America. Thank you, Pastor Victor. So good. His name is Wally Adeyemo. Wally? No. Okay, we are Wally, but he he has to do it like Brother Walter, like Wally, you know, (laughs) to help us. Wally Adeyemo. was born May 20th, 1981. As a mayor in Colorado. Now hear me. Let's not just do chatter about it. I'm, t- I'm trying to provoke you. Provoke you to not be ordinary. And these people, some of these people are not born again. They don't know God. Or they know God. I don't know. But the Bible says those who do know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Not just in the church. You are the light of the world. A city set upon a hill which cannot be hidden. You are not ordinary. You are not insignificant. There's another guy who is an immigrant. He's the mayor. I think he's the mayor of Denver. Randers mayor of Denver. Yeah. There's another one you all may know him. You, all, you may call him Commando. Or he acted in the movie Commando. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was a governor of California. His accent was stronger than mine. Until he went to to take classes to polish his accent. So some of you, like when you speak like me, some people don't understand. Go take classes. Hallelujah. Some of you don't even know the name of your mayor, the mayor of the city of (laughs) Dawson. You've already disqualified yourself from everything you don't even know what a council person is in your section (laughs)
1: there
0: was a time here where I sat I mean just I think pre-pandemic or just pre-covid got a letter in the mail inviting me in city hall to come lead prayers for council meetings So what I'm saying to you is that you are not ordinary. And I wanted to show you by scripture so you can know. Joseph was sold a slave by his own brothers into Egypt. And he went there. The spirit of God so distinguished him that even when he was accused falsely, he wasn't locked up in an ordinary prison. They locked him in the prison where the king's servants were locked up. And there, he didn't lose touch of the gift of God. And he still dreamt. Some of you, you you stop dreaming. Because life has slapped you, smacked you in one way. you stopped stop dreaming. He still had the ability to dream and to interpret dreams. And Pharaoh himself said, Can we find such a one in whom is the Spirit of God? I will make you governor over the whole of Egypt. It's only in the matter of power shall I be more than you. Everybody, including the one who bought him, including Potiphar, was subject to him. We're not talking about subjugation. I'm just telling you that you are not ordinary amen so i said that because don't expect any less you see the children you have if you expect less from them you have set them up for failure don't expect any less from them don't expect any less i look at my children you are not ordinary Cannot do this. No, no, it's not about you. You Cannot, Daddy. I can't do it. No, 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 that that is not in our vocabulary. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I just have not figured out how to do this one yet. I'm not saying live in denial. No, 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 no. Praise the Lord. So, God is expecting something from you. You know what are the biggest hospitals in the city of Tulsa? St. Francis, St. John. Or you know what the center? <laughs> the church was at the leading edge of education, of uh, healthcare, yes, and scientific research. The Galileo said the earth was round. And later on, people said the earth was not round. I found out it was spherical. At least in his own time, he tried. He came up with, you know, there is what they call in the, those of who you who do science, who do chemistry, help me here. It's what you call, you first come up with a hypothesis. Then you now solve to prove the hypothesis, either right or wrong. Then you make adjustments. And so when he said the earth was round at that time, they didn't have a lot of things. That they could prove it was round or not round. Then later on, they found out it wasn't round. So he started from, oh, you know, it was spherical, which is a form of roundness. <laughs> 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 so at least they started from. He created a hypothesis. He created a foundation on which he started. Amen. Amen. Don't limit yourself and relegate yourself to just. Ordinary things. Michelle, it's good to see you. Uh-huh. I was thinking about her a couple of days ago. <laughs> By the way, this is how Pastor Blazes. If you have your Bibles, let's go. <laughs> let's go to the according to Saint Mark chapter number 11 verse number 17 mark chapter 11 verse number 17 we are going to be talking about the basics of prayers or you can say the ABCs of prayers whichever one you want to call the basics of prayers so media team sorry if I'm messing you up or not giving you a proper title to put whichever one you choose to is either the basics of prayers or the ABCs of prayers. Remember that prayer is not optional. It's not an option. Jesus said, if you pray. He said, when you pray. The same thing, fasting is not optional. It is when you fast. Now, you do have the choice to not. Because we are free moral agents, right? God has given us liberty and freedom. He says, now brethren, you've been called to freedom. Only do not use the freedom to serve yourselves or to satisfy your own uh, desires by using to serve one another in truth. So Mark chapter 11 verse number 17 it says then he taught saying to them is it not written my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations but you have made it a den of thieves. Let's pray father we thank you this morning. The entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. Give us light this morning, O God. Flood our eyes with light. Help us to behold wondrous things from your word. Amen. Is it not written that my house shall be called the house of prayers for all nations? Then you've turned it into a den of thieves. Turn it into a place of transactions. And all the transactions that happen there, prayer is not part of the transaction. We've turned it into something that doesn't look like what it was meant to be. But Jesus said that. And he taught that. My house. And he was quoting Jeremiah here the house of God is the house of prayers. And if there is anyone who have more audacity to pray or who should have more reason to pray, it is you and I as believers who are guaranteed that God will hear your prayers. Who are Calling unto a God who doesn't slumber nor sleep. One of the memory verses that the children shared here this morning, Jeremiah 33 verse 3. He says, call unto me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you know not of. Some of you didn't even catch that verse when one of the kids recited it. Call unto me, Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call unto me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know of. Remember the question I've always asked you. Is God obligated to answer the prayers that you did not pray? Is He obligated to answer a question that you did not ask? No. So when you call, He answers. He Himself said, call to me. So if you don't call to Him, He doesn't have uh, an obligation to answer you. You haven't brought him into the situation. I will not only answer you, I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know of. Things that you have no clue about. I will show you. So I will answer you beyond what you have asked. Hallelujah. I will not only meet your expectations, but I will exceed your expectations if you call unto me i will answer you let's go to the gospel of st luke luke chapter 18 beginning from verse number 1 jesus speaking there he put a certain parable to them i'm just laying the groundwork for the abc's of prayer and by the grace of god i will finish the points that i have today <laughs> hallelujah Amen. and i'll finish it in time Amen. because i know there are meetings and I know there are some people who want to be the bedside Baptist to Golden Corral and I know that person is not you because you're fasting <laughs> but just in case you are the right to somebody <laughs> then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart another version are not faked, that men ought always to do what? to pray ought always. And when you says they're men, now some women say, well, it says men. So women should not. You know, some people are feminists, right? So they want, well, why do you say men? So they say men and women. So you bet the men and women. Now you can add the women now to this one. That men and women ought always to pray. <laughs> and not faint. And not lose heart. Men is a generic word that Uh, encompasses both genders. God says, let us make man in our image. Then he says, male and female created he them. So when he says man and he says man, it's a generic word. It's a generic pronoun for humanity. So men ought always to pray and not think. Why do people faint when the pressure is too much? They are not lose heart. Why do people lose heart? When it seems like there is despondency. When it seems like there is nothing that is going to work. He says men ought always to pray. Even when it seems like there is no way, you ought always to pray and not lose heart. Verse 2, then he began to illustrate that. He says there was a certain woman, verse 2, saying there was in a city, a judge who feared not God. He did not fear God. He had no regard for God. Neither regarded men. So he one, He had no respect for God. Then he had no respect for the people. And you see there, it says that he had no regard for men. Did you see that? Let's go back to verse 2. Because I want to emphasize that. He had no regard for men. He had no regard for man. That is a generic word. You will see why. Let's go to verse 3. And there was a widow, it is a widower, eh? so this one was a woman. <laughs> but he had no regard for man. <laughs> there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said to himself, please put it in the New King James, so we can have it in a more modern uh, language. And he would not for a while, but afterward, he said within himself, though i do not fear god nor regard man five, yet because this widow troubles me i will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me she runs me down so her continuous coming ran his resistance it was able to break his resistance his, his stubbornness, the, the fact that he had no empathy, the fact that he had no emotions, her continual coming made his resistance to be broken. Let me tell you this, persistency will break the back of every resistance that you will encounter in life. He says, although I do not fear God and I have no regard for man, I will answer her because I don't want her to keep coming. Over and over, I want to sit down with my own VIP. She is there. I want to do this. She is there. She is there every time I need her. Now, let's go to the next verse because sometimes when people think, I remember I was in a church and the pastor was preaching. He says, "Now let us bombard heaven," and that just that just confused me. Are we bombarding heaven? So let's bombard heaven with prayer. So we start, and that is the mentality some believers have. So let's just keep hitting heaven. You wanted to kill God? <laughs> Even though you can't. And the, the mind came from this because he says that judge. Now the, see what he said. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? though he bears long with them so he, he's saying this, it is a contrast between God who is just and the judge who is unjust our much prayer does not weary God are you hearing me somebody yes. by us praying all the time it does not wear God down sometimes people say, "Well, you pray loud God doesn't have a nervous problem that is afraid of our noise oh no he doesn't hallelujah he said but well if I pray quietly will he hear yes he will hear he will hear you you know his ears are not deaf also that you need to shout too much but we have seen from scripture that last week we talked about how Jesus lifted up his voice and he prayed with a loud voice and vehement tears he wept profusely so God has no problem with you uh, uh, being loud or being you know in fact you go to the you go to st- stadiums or, or stadium when people are playing games whether it's soccer or it's football or it's uh, basketball and everything you don't know, even people who have nervous they don't have nervous problems there yay! they're shouting passion come out even those of you who, who say you are quiet you go there before you know you have. I yesterday, I saw Sister Mirabel yeah. when Cameroon was playing soccer. You don't hear her speak. And she came to the living room. She didn't know I was there. And I saw her. Passion. I'm just quiet like that, Pastor. No, you are not. I caught you in the act. Because of soccer. Now, when we say let's pray, I'll be monitoring you. <laughs> Hallelujah. N- that's why I told you I can know when Enestine is in this church or not. And I know her name for that reason. I can retain that. even when she's gone for one year, when she comes the day she comes, I know she's there. Before I see her, I say yes. Hallelujah. (laughs) Then he says, And shall not God avenge his own, his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? shall he not avenge his own elect? So the basics, the basics of prayers, when you come to God in prayers, the first thing you must pray, first you must pray from the position of relationship hallelujah Amen. when you come to God he says shall God not avenge what his own elect you are not a widow to him you are not a stranger to him you are not a foreigner to him you must come to God from a position of relationship and the gospel of Matthew chapter 6 when Jesus was uh, had come back from praying the Bible says his disciples asked him say Lord teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples hallelujah. Amen. They teach us to pray. From verse 9. So They say, teach us to pray. So he says, in this manner, therefore, pray. Our father. He begins it with what? Our father who art in heaven. So you must come to God from a place not just of him being God, but from him being a father. It must be personable. Why? Question to you. You think you can come to my house and then just place a demand and I carry everything I give you as a passerby or a visitor or a guest, although I love you so much, then I have my own children who will not have a lady. No, they, when they come, they, they, you know how they call. Daddy, can I have? So they begin first with a right, a relationship. Hallelujah. They, they begin with a relationship. It's, it's ingrained in them. I remember one day I was taking them to school and they were running late or they were just taking their times. And I just, I spoke to myself and I spoke to them. I said, if you all know when I was going to school, elementary school, I walked on food. And here you are being driven in a Mercedes and you are just taking your time. And you know what they said to me? They said, it's not our fault that your daddy didn't have a car. <laughs> And it is not our fault our own daddy has a car. So now, although I'm, for sure I, I didn't laugh initially, it, it, it wasn't funny. I was angry a little bit then when I thought about it, after I dropped. I thought about it. It makes sense. They are coming from a place of relationship. They can't just come to Pastor Peter although they love him. I said Pastor Peter, now take us to, to school. No. So it's when you pray, say what? Our Father. So my soldiers come, do you take me to school? you like, where is your Father? In other words, you are appealing to relationship. When you pray, say, Our Father. So God, Jesus, introduces us to a Father. So He answers your prayers because He is your Father. John chapter 16 verse 26, you will see this year because Jesus lays this down very well. John 16 verse 26, he says this, in that day, remember one day with God is like a thousand years? He says, in that day you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I shall pray the father for you. In other words, when that time comes, it is not me who will be asking the father for you. It is not me who will stand because I am a son. When I ask the father does it, he says you will ask. Hallelujah. So Jesus is saying, don't expect me to ask because you know, I, when Jesus prays for you, you know he's going to be answered, right? Because why he has a relationship with the Father. So whenever Jesus faced situation, you know what he says? He said, I thank you, Father, because you always hear me. And for the sake of these people, you've heard me. Again. So he came from a position of relationship. So he now was telling his disciples, in that day, in that time, in that dispensation, you shall ask in my name. And I do not say to you that you sh- I shall pray the Father for you. Why? verse 27 verse 27 for the father himself loves you hallelujah why for the father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from the father so the grounds on which your prayers is qualified to be heard it's from a place of relationship. Hallelujah. Amen. A place of relationship. The Father loves you. I said the Father loves you. Let me talk to you a little bit about the doctrine of righteousness. Time doesn't permit me. Second Corinthians, one of the scriptures that the, the children shared here. Second Corinthians, chapter five. Let's go to verse number twenty-one, I believe. Verse 21. Let me not do seventeen. Let's go verse twenty-one. Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse twenty-one. For he, that's he the father, made him the son who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. For the father decided that the son who had no sin, might become sin might inherit sin so that we might inherit righteousness and have the right of passage to come therefore boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain grace and mercy to help in the time of need so we come to god from a position of relationship hallelujah and god is not an irresponsible father it's not a kind of father that when you ask him something, he will not do now some fathers are not irresponsible they are incapacitated you ask them something they cannot do they want to do it but they cannot do those are incapacitated then there are some who are capacitated, they they have capacity but they are irresponsible they don't want to do, they don't see the need to do God is none of that in fact, time doesn't permit me to show you all of that in the gospel how he said that uh, you no one will ask if you can ask your father, no one will ask your father of uh, bread or of egg and they give or bread they give him stone or egg and then they give him a snake or fish they give him a serpent or snake. He said, if your fathers who are evil, who have sin dwelling in them, knows how to give good gifts, how much more would your father? hallelujah. How much more would your father hallelujah even drug dealers who look at other people's children are as expendable even terrorists who look at other people's children as ones that should be killed they are protective of their own if they as wicked as they can be know how to be passionate when it comes to their own imagine god Amen. Please check the heat here. Let's let's not uh, it's getting hot. I know it's not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> if you just leave it on auto, that'll be fine. Praise the Lord. So we've established the first thing is that you come to God from a position of relationship in Isaiah he said my ears are not deaf that I cannot hear my hands are not short that I cannot deliver he said, but your sins have separated you made you far away from me in Christ the sin problem is answered and we have become near and he can answer so you come to God first from the position of relationship amen this is ABCs. Because if you don't know this, you can make all the noise. Father, Father. Yeah. Oh God, oh God. It doesn't mean nothing. Until you have, you come from that position of relationship. Tell somebody relationship. relationship. The second thing, the basic of ABCs of prayer, the second thing is, you pray through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not by my, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. So you pray through the power of, of the Holy Spirit. And I'll, I'll explain this to you a lot better soon. You we'll pray through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of John chapter 14 beginning from verse number 15. John chapter 14 beginning from verse number 15. Thank you Lord Jesus. He says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Let's go on verse 16. We're going all the way to verse 18. And I will pray the Father. And when you hear the word pray. Pray simply means I will ask. And I will pray the Father. And he will give you. He will give who? You. Another helper. And that word another helper. Comes from the Greek word. "alos paracletos. Another of the same kind. Of the same substance. The way I am. Because Jesus was the. Now remember when I talk about who is Jesus. here yeah, I told you. That when the disciples were with Jesus, they didn't pray, they never had a prayer life. Because what was the point of praying when he's there to answer? So, whenever you know, if you imagine you are in a boat, right? And the storms are waxing against that boat heavily. What do you study? Oh, Father, you start praying. No, they didn't pray, they went down to the boat where he was sleeping. They said, Hey, don't you care that we perish? And the Bible says, He awoke, he rebuked the storms. And then, how was it? Went back to sleep. (laughs) When they were hungry, they came to him. Hallelujah. They did it so much that the disciples of John and the Pharisees, they saw they said, your your, your disciples, they don't pray. They're gluttons. They eat always. They don't fast. Why should they pray when there is a helper? There is one who is able to ask, bring everything that they need. So he says now, and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper, another of the same kind who will do what I did for you because I will not be there bodily anymore, physically I'm living, so I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever hallelujah verse 17 the spirit of truth whom the world cannot whom the world cannot remember i told you you are not ordinary the world cannot receive the spirit of truth because the world neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and is in you because at this time he was talking of what was to come for he dwells with you and will be in you Now when he tells them, For he dwells with you and will be in you. What was he talking about? He was there with them. And when he was to be glorified, he will come and be in them. For in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because he neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Verse 18... I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Orphans are ones who don't have their fathers. Mother. They don't have a parent. So they don't have any way they can go to ask. So Jesus is saying, you're not going to be like that. You're going to have a medium. You're going to be able to ask the father. So when you pray, first you come from the position of relationship with God as your father. Second, you come through the Holy Spirit, praise God. Romans chapter 8, verse number 26. Romans chapter 8, verse number 26. We're gonna read a good number of scriptures. Almost finished. Romans 8:26. See this. He says Romans 8, not six. Romans 8:26. Likewise, he says, likewise, likewise means also the spirit also helps in our weaknesses that word weakness is also is the word limitations our human incapacity he helps with our weaknesses why for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought it didn't say we don't know what we should pray for but said we do not know what we should pray for as we ought so sometimes you know I want to pray for this but you don't know how you should do it imagine sometimes somebody just hurts you really bad do you pray do you pray that they shall die in, in your heart you want to just kill them do you pray that they shall be forgiven do you pray that they shall you imagine somebody takes your money and they don't want to return it you are offended you need the money this and that they stop communicating with you what are you how do you pray about that if they die you don't get your money back <laughs> if they are not found everything is And you carry bitterness. So how do you pray? That's why the Holy Spirit helps in our weaknesses. Then he says this, But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. It didn't end there, because I love the one that is coming right after this. Hey, see this. Verse 27. He makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Why? It's a noun. He will searches the heart's. Knows what the mind of the Spirit is because He makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. Another is in accordance with the will of God. He searches what? The hearts. He who searches. The Holy Spirit is like a search engine. Don't say, that. Pastor said the Holy Spirit is, they say, no, He's not. He is like. A search engine, and some of you use search engines a lot when you know about something, or you know something you found a name and you want to know more about it. What do you do? You just go to a search engine. Some of you just call it Google. You just google Google is one of the many search engines. Some of you go to Bing. What is Bing? Go to Wikipedia, some of you go to Chat GPT. Just put it in and it pulls. Google is a, it's a, it's a, Google is a more known search engine. So it's an aggregator. It searches the whole archive. All the world. Everywhere that thing is mentioned, it brings it to you. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. So you have this thing you want to pray about and you don't know. The Bible says he will searches the heart. He begins to make search. Hallelujah. Yeah. You pray through him. Through his power. Because he makes intercessions for the saints in accordance with the will of God according to the will of God hallelujah so he's able to search and he puts together the will of God lines it up for you perfectly it's like a research paper it's like a dissertation carefully put together neat. your arguments met very well and as you begin to open your mouth and you begin to pray you begin to kabash you begin to oh that's how he's making intercessions for you by the will of God so whether you pray in English in a known tongue or you pray in an unknown tongue, make sure you are praying through the power of the Holy Spirit because He's the one who is able to help you put together, make your case. God says, Come, let us reason together. Prayer sometimes is like you making your case. It's you reasoning with God. God is not afraid of your reasoning. Hallelujah. Come, let us reason together. Bring your strong points. That's what God says. Come, let us reason together. Why should I do this at this time? Let's reason together. There was a man in the Bible. God himself sent a certain prophet. That prophet has never, none of his prophecies has ever failed or changed. His name is called Isaiah. He's a forensic prophet. If he tells you, you are tall. Just believe it. Because you are tall. <laughs> he said, Behold, the virgin shall bear a child, and he shall be called Emmanuel, wonderful. He, he, he says things, and it comes to pass. God sent him to a certain man, to a certain king. He so tell him that he should put his hands together. put, said, put your house together, for you will die. Hezekiah. And he went and told Hezekiah. He said, say the Lord, put your house together in other words if you don't have a will make it if you, if you owe debts pay it if there's money you need to collect collect it because the time has come And the bible says when Isaiah said that the prophet didn't turn to him he said, but please no that there was one who is higher he turned his face to the wall and he began to negotiate he came with his strong points he gave God reasons why he should leave And as the prophet was on his way, going back, God told him, say, I've never disappointed you, go back. Tell him that I've added 15 years to his life. Hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. He prayed. Prayed. According to the will of God. Amen. So we pray through the power of the Holy Spirit. The third thing, you pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This, this one is very simple but it's very profound. You pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. Tell somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Now when we say we pray in the name of Jesus, it is not like this. Hear me. It is not like this. It is not like how you know, some people just think the name of Jesus is like a stamp. So you say everything, say everything and just in the name of Jesus stamp. No, no, that's not what it's talking about. That's not what it's talking about. It's not just saying, just use the name, the name of Jesus, Jesus. Remember I told you on Wednesday about the seven sons of Sceva? Who went to one who was mad. And they, he tried. they tried to exorcise. They tried to cast out demons. And the man said, Jesus, whom you are calling, I know. Paul, I know. But you, who are you? And there were seven of them. None of them had the legitimacy to use that name. And he pounced on them. The Bible says he beat them up. He tore their clothes. Because although they were using the right name, they lacked the authority, the grounds, the standing on which to use that name. The gospel of St. John chapter 14 beginning from verse number 12. John chapter 14 verse number 12. So what is the name of Jesus? What does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? He said, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do because I go to my father. it has gone. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the father may be glorified in the son. Verse 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John chapter 16, verse 16 to 18. John chapter 16, verse 16 to 18. Well, let's just do John 16, 17. Let's do 17. Just hold on. Let me begin from 16. Sorry. I'm looking at time and I'm looking at everything. You say, a little while and and you will not see me. And again, a little while and you will see me because I go to the Father. Then some of his disciples said, on, said among themselves, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while and you will see me. And because I go to the Father, <laughs> let's go on. Why is he having this kind of conversation? They said, Therefore, what is this that he says? A little while. Let's go, let's go. So they keep repeating it. Now Jesus knew that they desired to ask him, Hey, don't you just love Jesus? They were desiring to ask, but they could not muster the courage, so he decided to answer. And he said to them, are you inquiring among yourselves what I said a little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? Most assuredly I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice, and you will sorrow, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. Verse 21, let's go on a woman when she is in labor has sorrows because her hour has come but as soon as she has given birth to the child she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world hold on let me explain this he's saying something here about travail you know, prayers is like a travail. It's like a labor. It is like a woman who is in the labor room and they are beginning to, you know, with 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 groanings which cannot be uttered. With with that, there are certain sounds. And I said, there's a certain pain that is inexplicable. And they are beginning to travail. They are beginning to their, their body is going through every aspect of their body. They are cooperating. In the place of childbirth and child labor. And yes, for a while it is painful. But the Bible says after that, because they have buried something. They have buried a human in the world. They have buried maybe a president in the world. Their joy becomes full. Hallelujah. So when you begin to pray, what happens is that you go into the labor room. You begin to conceive. You be, there are things that have been put together. Everything. Sometimes you are praying the child hasn't come out yet. Because you are still dilated, you are still three centimeters. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, sometimes you are praying, and you know, em- oh God. That's why we don't, don't we pray always, and we do not lose heart. We don't want the baby to be caught up in the in the cervical canal, in the birth canal. No, we want to push through. Hallelujah. That's why they say push, pray until something happens. Hallelujah. Let's go on verse twenty-two. We're going somewhere. Therefore, now you have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy, no, your joy, no one will take from you. Verse twenty-two, three. And in that day, in that day, remember the first one, Mark eleven. It, it, there was a day. He said, "In that day, you will ask me nothing. You're not asking me." Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. 24. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Remember I told you when he was here, they could not ask. You are, you are Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. You have just come to me to ask for things. You have asked nothing in my name. Let me explain this now to you. As we get ready to close. When you pray in the name of Jesus, it is that you have taken the place of Jesus. You are standing in the capacity of Jesus to begin to ask. That's what it means to ask in the name of Jesus. It's not just to use the name of Jesus. Because in other languages, the name is not Jesus. Actually, Jesus is not even the name. Yeshua. Because in the Jewish, they don't have J. So, for those who pray in dialects, I don't even use the name Jesus. In the Europe it's Jesus or Luawa. <laughs> In French, Jesus. then in, in Spanish, Jesus. So, if it was about how it sounds. So, no, you're not saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If it was about how it sounds. Then, all these other languages will have a problem. No, it's about in which place. So, I am asking in the stead, in the place. I come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. I am coming in the name of Jesus. See this. Pastor Peter has a son, Josh. If M.M. wants to get maybe the car key from Pastor Peter josh told me to come get is that making sense now so he's not giving it to him because of mm even though he knows him and he likes him he's giving it because you have invoked a certain relationship you are coming in the state of josh and that's why he says until now you have asked nothing in my name in other words because i was there i did all the asking when I am gone, you will come in my stead, in my capacity. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in their midst. If two shall agree as touch anything on the earth, it shall be done for them by the Father in heaven. Hallelujah. That's why when Acts chapter 3, when uh, John and Peter they came to the game called Beautiful, John chapter, uh, Acts chapter 3 verse 6, They met the man who had been born lame and everything. And he asked, he said, silver and gold I have not. But such as I have. In the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 3 verse 6. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. So we are coming not in our own capacity. Not in our own power. But in the power that is in the name of Jesus. We are coming by the authority. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, There is a king in England. Let's let's use monarchy. People can understand a little bit. Then they have, you know, uh, the prince of one different, however they call them. The king doesn't go everywhere. But the king can send a representative. And when that person goes... They received them in the name of all the protocols you were going to accord the king. You accorded to that person. The place that was meant for the king to sit, that person sits. All the food that was meant for the king, the person gets to eat it and enjoy of it. Hallelujah! Am I talking to somebody here today? Certain protocols because of the name in which they go. That's why, hear me, there's what they call diplomatic relationships, right? You may be on a no-fly list, but if your country elects you as a diplomat to the United States, you can come here, even though they know that you are a spy, but because you carry a diplomatic passport, you don't go through the regular route. You don't even go to the embassy to get a visa. When you come, you drive by different rules. Police don't have nothing to do with you. If the police arrest you or stop you because you are breaking the rules of the host country, the only thing they can do is send you back to diplomatic missions. You go back to your home country. Then they can now do things there. But the country where you live in has no power over you. If the world so understands this, what about the spiritual system that God sets in place? So Jesus said, in my name, you shall do this. In my name, in my name. In other words, the authority that I have, Jesus, because I am not here, you are my representatives. You are my legal representatives. And you are my ambassadors. God has sent us. He has met us ambassadors. Hallelujah. Am I preaching the Bible to somebody? So when you pray, you come. That's why, oh, see, see this, see this, see this. David was man who lived in the Old Testament with the New Testament mentality. When he came to face Goliath, Goliath was a proven war warrior and Goliath had skills and everything so he said you come against me with javelin and with spears and this and that but I come against you in the name of the Lord he began to invoke higher grounds higher authority no wonder when he used that sling and he shot one stone that one stone was directed by the name with precision to hit the right place and to incapacitate a warrior who had fought for a long time there is power In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Will you rise to your feet now? Let's exercise some power. As you're rising to your feet, let me say this. You hear this. This is very important. Very crucial. You need to hear this. So we do not pray to Jesus. We do not pray to Jesus. We do not pray to the Holy Spirit. Although we can talk to Jesus, we can thank Him. We can thank the Holy Spirit. We pray through the Father. In the name of Jesus Through the power of the Holy Spirit Now let me use something that you are familiar with How many of you have ever done any online order? You've ever ordered anything online? They came delivered it to you So look at prayers this way The Father, let me just use Amazon Because it's a very common online platform right? That people use Look at the Father like the Amazon platform You go there, you look in the shopping cart You look at the shopping list You find something, you pick it, you put it in your cart You place an order. You did not see that thing physically. And you believe it. You did not even touch it. You did not even size it. But you believe it. You put it in your shopping cart. Then you click a certain button. Order is placed. However, for that order to be placed. There is a payment method. Right? So look at the Father as the platform. The shopping platform where you do everything. The payment method is Jesus. Jesus. So when you click, there's a payment that is made seamlessly. You don't even go there, you don't even go to your bank to say take this and put here. You have a certain allowance and you place that order. So it's done. However, the company that made that payment and the company that from whom you order are not the ones who they don't just appear to your house. There is a certain delivery person. Maybe FedEx, it may be USPS, it may be UPS. You sit in your house, they come and deliver it to you. So, you place an order to the Father. In the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, through his power, brings it, deliverance. Makes it a present day reality in your life. From the confines of your home. So, that is how you relate to God in prayers. You approach him in prayers. He says, until now you have not asked the Father anything in my name. Ask and it shall be done for you. Hallelujah. He said, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. So sometimes you've ordered the thing, you don't know how it's going to come. Oh, they said there's ice on the road. They said this and that. The driving conditions are bad. Don't worry, there are expert drivers who will bring it to your house. Why there's a lockdown? Somehow FedEx people or Amazon drivers, they are on their way. Or one, I ordered something. So I thought Monday they will not deliver because, you know, the conditions were bad. Before I know, I got an alert on my phone. We are on our way to your house. Make sure this is that somebody's there to sign. I said, okay, praise the Lord. I didn't drive out that day. They drove to me. They delivered it. How they came, I don't know. I don't need to know. What they drove, I don't need to know. Whether they had traction, I don't need to know. All I know is that it was delivered. And that is how the Holy Spirit does. He searches. He searches the deep things of God. And he brings them to us. Hallelujah. So we're just going to lift up our voices. We're just going to pray. We'll, first of all, we'll pray a prayer of thanksgiving. I know we're, we're, we're past time. I said I was going to close on time. So we're just going to pray briefly. Oh, Pastor Blaze, I'm praying. So anyway, don't blame Pastor Blaze Because there were other prayers made before now, right? And then the children had to do their own, right? Don't want Pastor Blaze to suffer for all of that. Thank you. You all are understanding. Let's just lift up our voice and thank the Father thank the son thank the holy spirit we thank them for the sacrifices lord we give you praise this afternoon lord father we come to you in the name of jesus and by the power of the holy spirit thank you thank you for answer prayers thank you for the assurance we have this is the assurance we have in you that if we ask anything according to your word in accordance with your will you hear us Lord we thank you for the Holy Spirit helps us make intercessions in accordance with the will of God, in accordance with the will of the Father we give you praise we give you glory Lord we give you glory Lord Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. Lord, for it is you who have met us. Not we who met ourselves. We thank you because you are the God who answers. By fire, you answers. When your people call to you. You said we should call to you. And you answer us. And show us great and mighty things which we know not of. Lord, so we pray right now. Come on, lift up your voice. And pray to the Father. Make your request. Lord. to him. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known unto him. Make your request known unto him. Do you have something you need from him? Pray, Sabata. Are you feeling like fainting? Are you feeling like losing heart? Are there situations, circumstances? Lord, we pray to you, Sabara, Concerning our church, concerning our families. Concerning our loved ones, concerning our situations. la de Magade Sabanisi Tovoyom Sadeya Ido Prakadea Banso Meridi Shabri Vinaban Sabahata La Papacata Baba by the power of the Spirit we take hold of destiny we take hold of our glorious liberty we take hold of our happens is that you superimpose the will of God in your life. So we're going to pray, Lord, every plan because Jeremiah 29:11 says that God knows the thoughts he thinks towards your thoughts of good, not of evil to give you a hope and a future and to bring you an expected end. So God has plans for your life. So we're going to pray that every plan of God for my life, for my children, for my family, For this congregation, Lord, we superimpose it. You see, understand because there is resistance of the devil. The devil is, remember, I talk about how that persistence will bring every back the backbone of every resistance. We're going to pray, Lord, we superimpose your will. Your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. That which you have designed for me this year, 2024, that which you have designed for my family, for this church, for this congregation, for this city, for this state, for this nation, Lord, we superimpose your will, your will now in our lives, in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice when I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now and I ask that your will be done in my life, in my family, in my environment as it is in heaven. Every plan, every good plan that you have for me Lord, cause it to come to pass. This year, this week In my life, in this city, in my family, in the name of Jesus. The plans of the wicked one are aborted now. Are aborted now. Are aborted now. In the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I bask in the aroma of glory, of favor. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Lord, I thank you, only your good plans will come to pass, only your good thoughts will come to pass, in my life, in my life, in my life, in my family, among my children, Lord, in this church. My company on behalf of my businesses in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I a Hallelujah.